and proceeded to say, I will catch your ass outside, nigga. (laughs) No one's going to believe this story. (laughs) Even if we tell the story about what happened on News One Now last week, no one will believe us. That's why we got to There's what you saw and there's what happened in the green room. And let me just say what happened in the green room was the type of shit that you... Like, I was actively cracking the fuck up. (laughs) Y'all, the nigga from Drumline (laughs) turned up. I'm not going to say which one, (laughs) but it definitely wasn't Nick Cannon. (laughs) That's what I'm leaving. He also has been in one of the twang. It wasn't Drumline, it was Stomp the Yard, right? The Stomp the Yard nigga, the the one rocking Thetas. Thetas. Tick, tick, tick. Thetas. Boom. Thetas. We rock the Thetas. The Thetas. The Thetas. No one's going to believe it. He was repping Amber. (laughs) And was about to whoop. So, y'all want to... The nigga from Being Mary Jane (laughs) also stepped in. (laughs) And I must say that a real nigga (laughs) failed. I failed. I wasn't on my job. I didn't get my TMZ together. (laughs) I didn't have my world star head on. Because I'm trying to wrap around my... Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around how the light skin brigade is literally about to fight in this green room as whoever they they manage or somebody is pushing me out the room. (laughs) Y'all, Paris is the worst. Paris is the worst. (laughs) Paris is the worst, y'all. It's not that who he is on TV is who he is for real. That's all I'm gonna say. It might about be it. worse because he's quieter on television. He is quieter on television. That shit was absurd. Oh God, I can't believe. It. Anywho, this is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy, and this is Jazz the King of the South, and you are listening to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do? Go with the money. Um, Go with the money. This the remix sound I'm lit. Hold the line, cause my hits, then my plug to white Howard, cause I'm waiting for the brick. I'm on the west with OT. I just flew in from the east on that body smurder shit. Just caught a body last week. Since they wouldn't let me drink when I get off post release, I'ma buy so many bottles, they gon' think I'm big meat. When I catch that bird, bitch, I'ma put it to a beak. No, I'ma put it to her brows. Now they really on fleet. See, I grew up in the jacks. To fight for my respect Elevator wasn't working So we took the pissy steps I went years without no sex So you know that pussy wet And you ain't a real hustler If you can't bust a check, bitch Push it, push it, push it, push it So y'all know the month of February Black History Month mm-hmm. Amber was at News 1 TV 1 <laughs> Every Thursday at 7am Thank y'all so much For waking up with us We did it, we did it <laughs> We made it to the end of February, the shortest month, but there were still four weeks in that motherfucker. And somehow, me and Amber was scheming. We was like, well, the petty black feminist campaign don't end until next week. Why not wear the shirt? I don't see what the problem is. Why not? What, what scheme? That's what I wore. I feel like an informal fashion consultant. For Amber. Amber makes her own choices in the morning. <laughs> I just co-sign the fuck out of them because in my mind, I need my nigga to look like 
Sister Soldier meets <laughs> MC like Queen Latifah on Living Single Night, you know, when she was rapping. Um, meets, you know, Drench God status, like two chains and like if label ho. You know, if my nigga Two Chains, well, Two Chains is pretty woke. He probably he got a lit, but I'm just saying. Just wrap all that together. Yes. That's the aesthetic that I need my nigga on, especially with this Black Joy nameplate on a chest. <laughs> you know? So. Which I wear all the time. Pretty much. Unfortunately, bland ass niggas are still wearing suits for whatever reason. It's 7 a.m. <laughs> and this is the black media. I'm not saying you got to come out in your tall tee. I'm just saying. <laughs> Can we not have men's warehouse in different <laughs> colors and polyester David fabrics? <laughs> Just got JCPenney <laughs> tie section on lock. <laughs> Niggas love a pocket square. I don't understand. From Belk. The same design in different <laughs> colors. Purple, red, and blue. That's all <laughs> these niggas got. Ugh. Looking bland and as stale as they talking points. So Amber got this petty shirt on. The production in the back is trying their best to block it out. <laughs> <laughs> we look at screen caps. It's just a bar over petty. <laughs> like it's a bad word. Like a bitch had pussy on a shirt at 7 a.m. on a weekday. <laughs> pussy black feminist. Loud <laughs> crown. <laughs> No, it said petty. It said petty. I don't get what the problem is. <laughs> because the problem was Roland Martin or the producers in the back remember what happened. <laughs> Why that phrase is on your chest. <laughs> Somebody in the back remember Nate Parker. That, oh, that article that said petty black feminists were the reason why he flopped and did not make it to award season this year. Mm-hmm. He watched from home like we did. Amen. <laughs> he Absolutely. watched Moonlight, you know, not get their award on time. Just like we did. Was surprised. They sure did give Moonlight their award late. <laughs> so, since we're here now, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Um, the Academy <laughs> was three minutes late. There's a fee for that, bitch. The award shows, let me tell you. <laughs> I forgot all about the Oscars. After the Grammys, the Grammys is my shit. I love me some Grammys. The Oscars, I really haven't been interested till I picked up on the theme of black women being maids and slaves to get recognized. So this it's not my shit. But I also remember I watched a lot of black ass movies this year that white people also enjoyed. <laughs> so they were up for a nomination. I feel like the problem isn't the slave narratives. The the problem is we keep getting the same goddamn slave narratives. Over and over. As if niggas went enslaved for 400 plus years like can we see ourselves in the future please (laughs) in the future can we like have slave narratives that involve you know queer relationships anything really there was a whole nigga that shipped himself in a box let's watch that one i would love to see that seems like (laughs) a black ass castaway a black woman lives (laughs) in a whole ass attic for (laughs) i don't know (laughs) 
Like, damn, there are options here. That box shit, though. <laughs> That's wild, right? The internal dialogue with that, that would take some good-ass writing. That's Oscar not worthy. Nate Parkin, are you, are you listening, Nate? <laughs> Nate, I'll watch the fuck out of that. Look, you dropping shit. <laughs> I've seen that box so many times. Didn't he ship himself to Ohio? You can see that box in Ohio. I'm, I'm pretty sure about it. It was definitely that is not funny, but I'm just saying <laughs> shit gotta be real bad if you see a box and be like that looks like some great transportation. Let me. I gotta get the fuck up out of here. I gotta here. get the fuck home, bro. <laughs> it looked like massive mail shit off every Tuesday at three. Let me get, <laughs> get my shit together. I'm going with the mail, bitch. I'm going with the lynching postcards. Fuck this. I'm out of here. Call me flower. The Call point, me a sack. The bitch. point is, I didn't mean Amazon Prime me out of enslavement. Give me the fuck about. <laughs> you done brought up this box and now I'm there. <laughs> Jordan Peele is writing horror, horror movies about blackness and let me tell you, I want to be on the team because <laughs> I got some stories. Do you understand? Wait, black people got some stories, bruh. The, the, oh. <laughs> black people have stories and Moonlight just really highlights the fact <laughs> that we have not really tapped into oh my God. the full potential and beauty and richness of black ass stories. Storytelling. Nah. But we are so thankful that y'all brought out the coconut oil, got some natural lighting. Hello. Edited the fuck out of this. Hello, black woman. Come on, somebody. That movie was, it was a beautiful love story. Gorgeous. It was the different, the coming to see a coming of age story about young black men who are gay. Yeah. Who gets to grow up might not be perfect, but who gets the opportunity to grow up. And in spite of all this hardness, like all this Period. structural inequality, war on drugs, complicated uh, relationships with mothers. Yeah. But somehow there's still beauty. We just didn't get blight on top of blight on top of blight. We got, oh, shit, there's blight in the background, but people are still living beautiful, and loving, ordinary, mm-hmm. magical-ass lives. Yep. The director of Beyonce's video formation just had a really good article in The New Yorker where they, they she talks about um, being able to see black people live and eat and cry and mourn and feed their babies. Like, you mean live? Live. Be ordinary. Be ordinary as fuck. It's great. Uh, so. So I was quite pleased with the petty gods, um, the deities, especially after having Malay on this mic last week. I feel you. like everything. It was a new moon on Sunday. It was just a bountiful week of blackness. It was like the universe was like, hey, we know Black History Month is ending, <laughs> but we want to get y'all niggas ready for women's history month turn up because you know black women in films ain't done yet you niggas can sit down be quiet y'all can 
you know, not have a voice like Stedman this month. <laughs> Y'all can retweet the articles about Ida B. Wells, Barnett's. Hello. But, you know, this ain't for y'all. This us. This our month now. You Look know? at us. We the captains now. <laughs> Welcome to him. That was Remy Ma giving the intro. Remy Ma is also like, the, the relationship between women is complicated. And sometimes you got to check a bitch. <laughs> That's a part of history, too. That is absolutely a part of history. Ida B. Wells and Ida B. Wells Barnett and Mary Church Terrell used to be quiet as his kid. <laughs> So lit. I hope somebody document documents my beef one day. I hope and pray. This is my this is my diss track though. When we get to the black media <laughs> portion, Amber, 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 Amber. Whatever. Anywho, so Moonlight. <laughs> Speaking of petty, who wasn't there, who got to touch the mic and then was pleasantly asked to hand over their awards. You're getting your fingerprints on them. You're smudging it up. I was so thankful to see the transition of just a sea of white. Just, just... all white people <laughs> and John Legend. Just <laughs> Emma Stone up there looking washed out with a red lip. <laughs> How you look washed out with a red lip? <laughs> I'm like, that's what y'all get, white people. This is exactly what you get. Y'all ain't living you right. Just show, y'all ain't living right, so y'all had to be embarrassed. Somebody had to be embarrassed. This Somebody month. had to be accountable for Trump and his bullshit, yes. and y'all just so happened to be the victim. And you know, Gary from Chicago really set the scene. Really? Because what Jimmy Kimmel said, it seems like you're ignoring the white actors. He said, I am. I am. As you all should, too. The, the, <laughs> the best picture of the year goes to Moonlight. Now, Sit the fuck down. All these acceptance speeches. Sit Point down. me in the direction of Denzel. My lady needs to see him real quick. <laughs> I just got out, nigga. <laughs> Fucking uh, inside you, job was my fave. How you gonna let a nigga <laughs> run the feds out, do you? Gary <laughs> had the best night ever. Really, though. Black people, I feel like Gary is a metaphor for black people witnessing the Oscars this year. Because Rain of April did a tremendous job. Congratulations, of, Rain. You know, of the April. campaign around Oscar So White. Yes. And it looked like the the Academy tried. They did. It seemed like I just kept seeing people of color. Now Jimmy Kimmel, on the other hand, he kept being racist and awful. Subliminally. Some racism is their, their favorite. You know, progressives love some racism and some jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jimmy Kimmel is no exception to that mediocrity. Um, so, I like his pranks on his show. Yeah, but he just kept disrespecting Mahershala's name. Mm, that is true. Wow! Congratulations, Mahershala. Yeah, Ali. Yeah, thank you. New daddy. Mm. You can be my daddy. Mm. <laughs> I could be a stepmama to them new babies. <laughs> if Not, things don't work out, well, I believe in karma. So what? You know, holler at me with the baby firmly five, okay? Yes, starting school. <laughs> Able to hold a juice box in their neck up. <laughs> at the same time. Yes. Preferred. <laughs> Love to pick up a little nigga from school. That would be great for no. me. 
That's right where I need to be in my stepmomminess. <laughs> so yeah, it was a great um, moment of black history. Really African-American. Uh, the African-American History Museum. Just got a bunch of new entries in great. one week. Yes. Just put it on a rolling platform in the top part where all those videos run. Just put that shit up there. <laughs> Please get a copy of the master of Sheether from Remy Ma ASAP. That- absolutely has to fucking happen (laughs) don't act like it shouldn't happen because Remy Ma is turning up for (laughs) y'all again this is how you rehabilitate (laughs) your niggas who are returning citizens from the jailhouse not only has she got an ill message about ending private prisons boom she also has some wonderful talking points around ending the patriarchy. <laughs> Tao and Marie Claire just giving it. Rapping. Papoose just holds her mic. <laughs> and then she was like, I got six and a half minutes to spare. Let me go ahead and go in on this bitch real quick. For a <laughs> full six and a half minutes. No hook. No repeats, just straight bars. You know, of course, me and Amber are putting off the fact that we have to get into these headlines. Oh, yes, always. Um, so I, I really could give a fuck about the U.S. <laughs> government right now. Well, I don't either. I think the main thing is our niggas are being destroyed right now. While Very people- true. Oh, you know what? You know why I want to get into these headlines? is because I've been sitting on an HBCU read. <laughs> I have been waiting for the right moment. I knew the shows, like the Netflix shows and all these, it wasn't quite good enough. We needed like visual proof that y'all are fucking up. Now the HBCU attendees and alumni are pissed are they? and are now hate listening. Great. Until we get there. Sorry. All right. So in this week's of. White people have no self control. We gonna keep working on that, but I like where it is now. All right, white people have no self control. Take one. So apparently, nine got up yesterday and decided to read a teleprompter. Girl, I literally hate when Donald Trump reads. I'm always like, just go off cuff, cause this is painful. I'm I'm very upset that Amber used his name. It's very triggering for me. <laughs> um, I just nine. it's kind of like I understand bloods now when like. You are committed to saying all C words is B's, but a nigga <laughs> just just insists on offering you a cookie. Like that's how I feel <laughs> when Amber uses Nine's name. Oh my God. Anyway, so apparently Man Jones saw it in his spirit to say, hey, Nine became president last night. That speech he gave. <laughs> did you see that white woman <laughs> shed a tear? My God. <laughs> If there's anything that can uh, unify the country, it is a crying white woman, I must say. So we will get to Van. (laughs) But the point of this address, I sat through it and I feel like I've taken away like a solid three months off of my life. Yeah. Because I refuse to give that nigga any years. Solidly three, though. Um... And not only that, it was just a propaganda field speech. Loaded. That essentially excused 
the illegal detainment and deportation of undocumented people. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of rhetoric around revamping the war on drugs, law and order. So steadily talking about increasing the police in communities. And, uh, yeah, essentially Everything just, he's campaigning on and now is governing around. Yeah, pipelines, right. fucking up the environment. It was just a disaster and really scary and awful to witness. This is why I hate to have him read. Because uh-huh. someone thought about a full message of our undivided attention uh-huh. to legit craft how they're going, how they want us to accept our destruction. Yeah. And the fact that all that happened, I caught the later end of it because I'm like, oh, I, I totally see why my heart blocked this out of my self-conscious. But when he paraded all those people of color as periods to what he was talking mm. about was, to me, one of the most heartbreaking things I have seen. An anecdotal break between, and another thing I will incarcerate these motherfuckers right. by. Right. <laughs> Do you see Demisha here? Doesn't she seem like she's doing well now that she has overcome poverty? You're a young girl. All right. You still in college. Who knows what the fuck's going to hit you after that? So, like, she going to be out. I've already tweeted this. She going to be so mad <laughs> when she finds herself at a Let's Talk About Sex conference <laughs> and realize what she has done. You could have changed the world. You. Girl. You could have been our next Brie Newsom, but instead, you but, settled for a shout out. But, you know, Denisha really was a model in that chamber. No black people in there modeled resistance. At all. You know, John Lewis even had some hand claps for him. I saw Corey, Corey Booker. Corey Booker. I mean, it looked like he was about to <laughs> break his goddamn hands clapping. You know, the the Democrat women wore all white to commemorate, you know, white women's ability to vote <laughs> <laughs> in the last hundred years or Good so. Good job. Thank you for this subtle act of reason. <laughs> Rememory? I don't know. <laughs> You know, there was a point where they, two of them decided to do some thumbs down motions while smiling. I personally would have came in a, in all white long johns (laughs) and a pair of kicks with a bucket of popcorn. Could the kicks be Tim's? Yes. Why not, my guy? Yeah. Like. Go hoops. There's so, I mean, there's so much you could have done. And not got kicked out. Yeah. But y'all are just... That's why I'm I'm like, I'm going to vote for Maxine Waters in 2020, bitch. That's all I got for you. Impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. impeachment. Stay woke. Thank Stay you. woke. Thank you. This is a message from Auntie Maxine. All right. So the next headline is definitely related to what we talked about. Nine's reversal of the ability for young children in schools trans children to go to the bathrooms of their choice. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there have been three black women, three black trans women who have been murdered in the state of Louisiana since that reversal through that executive order was put into place. 
before we get into it, their names, Sierra McElveen, Jaquarius Holland, and China Gibson. Mm-hmm. We say their names. Ashe, Ashe, and Ashe. Now, the reason why this is a part of white people have no self-control is because it's literally what we told y'all last week. If we don't start normalizing the fact that trans people are people yeah, and that they are real and that they deserve to be not only to live, but they deserve to thrive and to be loved, to be loved, to have everything that they need, all the resources necessary for their thriving. Mm-hmm. We have to start making it where children understand, not only understand, but also accept that these are people. And a part of that is sharing their goddamn bathrooms with them. Because you already are. Yeah. But we would just like you to not kill them when they're in that bathroom with you. Do not kill them when you have found yourself attracted to them. Do not kill them when you see them walking down the street. Don't kill them. At parade performances. Don't kill them after you have sex with them. Yeah. Do not kill them after you have had an intimate moment with them. Do not kill them when they are with their friends. Don't kill them when they're alone. Don't kill trans women, period. Stop killing trans women. Y'all are, again, as the homie Malaya said, are destroying the black community. It is destructive when you are killing queer Trans, gender non-conforming, masculine-identified lesbians, femme folks, etc. And that shows up with how you communicate about them, how you communicate with them. Just take a different approach. And I think there's an important conversation to have with cis black women about what our role and responsibility is to protect and honor trans black women and to be in community with them. Because a threat to them is also a threat to us. We are all black women. People can't really tell the difference between who they hate more when anybody is talking. We need to also step up for trans black women. They are women. They are our sisters. And it's our responsibility to not only speak their names, but to hire them again, to not be weird when we're sharing bathrooms with them, to acknowledge that this is a human being when we're in stores with them. Like it just is so simple. These are your sisters. Treat trans black women how you treat your homegirls, period. And even if that's hard for you to understand, listen and learn. Yeah. There's a lot of trans women out here doing great work. Raquel Willis is one of those Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just want us, when I think about my coming to this issue and really trying to understand it best, is like, one, we're meant to struggle in community with each other. That and getting pronouns wrong and being able to correct yourself, that that is a part of the work. As we start to spend more time with folks and be in communion with them, there is something to be learned from our mistakes. The same way we ask white people to acknowledge their mistakes and move forward, there's work that can be done with us as well. Um, there's definitely a need to just listen more, though. Mm-hmm. I'm heartbroken that even on our news platforms, 
We're just now seeing all of these trans folks who have these thoughts on political issues, but they're only being asked to speak about this issue. Right. When trans people have an investment in our e- in, in our, our culture, in our culture, in our economics, in the immigration ban, they are there, and they also are experiencing this world with us. We need to normalize the fuck out of them. The fuck. That's all we need. And I can't continue to act like it's okay or continue to excuse even when people miss gender folks, when people use the wrong pronouns. Because what I also notice is people are adamant about sticking to whatever pronouns they think a person should have and hold. And I would also like to add that maybe, you know, Raquel Willis might not be your speed yet. Maybe you should go on T.S. Madison's page and learn you a little something. (laughs) Now, mind you, T.S. Madison ain't got all this respectability and shit for you. A lot of this shit is rooted in, you know, a lot of her talking points are rooted in the fact that she has been a sex worker Mm -hmm. and that she's been a sex worker in the Deep South. And that carries a lot of different meanings and a lot of different whatever the fucks for her. And there are just so many voices and so many teachings and readings that you do not have to go to one person. You don't just have to listen to Janet Mock. Mm -hmm. You don't just have to listen to Laverne Cox. There are so many trans folks who have so much for you. Caitlyn Jenner, though. Please. Because (laughs) Caitlyn Jenner is also... Still posturing mm-hmm. as a white Republican. Mm-hmm. Literally pulled her privilege to say, call me. No, like T.S. Madison said, if goddamn Caitlyn Jenner gets on the phone with Donald Trump, goddamn T.S. Madison better be on the goddamn three-way. I agree Amen. with T.S. Madison. Yes, because no. <laughs> Caitlyn, you've been out in these streets all of but two seconds, baby. Child, listen. And you ain't representing nobody but yourself. And that's clear because your dumb ass actually thought that this nigga was being honest with you when he said, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to protect y'all. Kaylin Jenner wasn't even trying to protect trans people until they became a trans. I didn't even know Kaylin Jenner had a thought on any of these things until it was her life that was under threat. The point remains, y'all. While this segment, while this is a part of the white people have no self-control segment, the helm of these murders and this kind of violence is white supremacy. Period. Period. Mm -hmm. And a white supremacist issued a policy that denied the rights of trans people when they are children. All right? So, next. (laughs) So this address also talked about and criminalized undocumented people in this country. Yes. And what we right know message. and what we know for sure is there have been numerous raids. Not only did the Muslim ban, which we talked about extensively on the show, but there's been an influx of ICE raids. Yeah. Even here in the DMV, it's been on the evening news that they are just like hopping around Virginia, picking people up. Yeah. And not only that, so a couple weeks ago, there was a um, day without immigrants protest Mm -hmm. and employers across the country decided to fire their employees that skipped work to be a part of this protest. Wow. 
Meanwhile, Richard Trumka over the AFL-CIO is out here also praising Donald Trump for his amazing speech last night. Who those people should be a part of those unions, which is also why unions are failing right now. So ICE, which stands for U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, is a American federal law enforcement agency under the Department of Homeland Security. And they are responsible for essentially profiling black and brown people and at any moment can pick them up. There have been stories in Texas, for instance, of women visiting the gynecologist and the receptionist taking their ID, sitting in the waiting room, and ICE literally showing up to arrest them. What? Yes. Not only does ICE break up families here in the U.S., they also deter people from getting the health care services that they need mm-hmm. because people are afraid of the implications of going to get those services. Because white people have no self control. Going to get any services, really. If you're, you're if you're getting picked up at the doctor, you can really get picked up anywhere. Anywhere. Churches. There's reports of people getting picked up at church. Yep. Um, definitely on their jobs. There's yeah. reports of that, and it's just roadblocks are being set up to pick up people. Why? Just the president nine is creating these narratives around these people are causing crime. Mm-hmm. are drug lords who must be stopped, who need law and order, that the American people have to be protected from in order to, quote-unquote, be safe. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for black and brown people is that more police, because ICE is nothing but the police, they just have a different service. Yep. More police in our communities just patrolling. And this it's only it's only targeting black people and brown folks. That's it. We're under the same threat. What I know for sure is, and y'all, if y'all are trying to wrap your head around why it's so important to protect undocumented people, is think about how hard it was for you if you have left your home. To pursue another opportunity. Now, granted, I understand some folks, they like glad to peace out from the home. Like everybody, we all got our own stories or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But if you had the choice of staying the fuck home, would you or would you not do it? Sure. If the opportunity was there. Especially but a lot if of places, on the other side was a, a lifetime of danger and hiding and not having access to shit. Right. And now, your ass would stay home. Exactly. Now, if you put that on a global scale, we're talking about America has put a lot of these countries in the position of not accumulating the wealth that they deserve for their products labor, et cetera, et cetera. Not only that, there's also a lot of war happening in a lot of these places. So because of all of that, you put all those factors together, there are a lot of people who are refugees and or people who are trying to create a viable opportunity to create income for their families back home. Mm -hmm. So that means a lot of people are living with each other, sharing a lot of quarters with each other. They're just trying to make do in order to live out this American dream that people have been selling since ever the founding, founding of America. America. Yeah. 
Because let's be clear, the people who came, the white people that came over here first, and I don't know if you can say first, they they came over here, saw indigenous people and was like, yeah, we discovered this place, it's ours. But again, they were undocumented, they were goddamn refugees, mm-hmm. they were criminals, they were, they were fleeing the bottom of the barrel and fleeing a very oppressive government in Europe. Period. So, everyone should care about this. We need to say our sisters' names. Um, I believe the phrase is give them their roses while they're here. Mm -hmm. And we need to make sure to protect undocumented folks because as much as we would like to believe that's just Mexican people, it's also your cousins, your families. The people who attend these HBCUs. Yes. Definitely folks who attend HBCUs. And we have talked about this presidency is going to use different ways to collect the information of folks who are dreamers. Dreamers are not just uh, brown folks. They are also black people. Mm -hmm. Their information is now in danger. Because they can pick it up from the universities. And I just haven't heard a lot of media around what universities are doing to protect undocumented, well, HBCUs are doing to protect undocumented people on their campuses. What what are HBCUs doing around protecting undocumented uh, students at their universities? We don't know, do we? No, but... But they sure got a photo out, huh? (laughs) That is a great segue for our next segment, the Cool Color Colorblind Collective. The Cool Color Colorblind Collective. So if y'all remember, the Cool Color Colorblind Collective is, is a group of just fools... Who think they know and understand the best interests of black people and just get up talking. (laughs) They have learned absolutely... Me to the front. (laughs) You know, have learned absolutely nothing from Stebbing, being quiet in the back, just always got a photo op. They are typically men. They are typically black men. You know, the Steve Harvey, Kanye West variety. Mm -hmm. You know, just ain't talked to black people since the last time they talked to black people meaningfully. Um, but got all the advice around how we should handle or perceive the fuck-ass actions of Nine and his fuck-ass administration. So first on the list, technically Roland Martin. (laughs) Roland Martin only made the list because... He refused to stop talking while I was talking. The only reason this nigga made the list, Amber, 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 literally asked Amber to talk only to disrupt her and keep her from making the grand old point that I don't understand how we are giving more space and time to Republicans The GOP are literally on television saying absolutely nothing while also defending these policies that we just got through talking about. Even black media is being used to accomplish this goal. Exactly. And from my perspective, it look a whole lot like Fox News like that motherfucker. But but the difference is Roland Martin, who defines himself as the black media, is using this saying... I want to create a fair and balanced dialogue. And the best way to do that in his mind is to make a panel over 60% Republican with one radical person who actually works with black people. Roland, for whatever reason, considers himself the other half of that 
But he's literally the host and uses that title to shut Amber down. Me. <laughs> the black woman. The only one on the panel who isn't a Republican, who isn't a part of the GOP, who isn't supporting Donald Trump, <laughs> is told that I am talking too much. Just that me. my point isn't good, even though I haven't made my point because <laughs> I've been interrupted. So, not once did I complain about not having enough time. I take the time that I need. Not once did I complain about, you know, being a woman and whatever the fuck somebody thought. No, I was acknowledging the fact that I was the only black woman here. What you do with that is what you do with that. But it's just surprising to me. And Jasmine and I have talked about this so much. Often use the example of, of Ida B. Wells in the Red Report, right? Like... When she was documenting the lynchings, and this is where we are right now, people are being lynched. People are being prohibited from entering the country. People are being prohibited to send their their trans kids to a safe, healthy environment at school where they can use the restroom of their choosing that makes the most sense for their gender identity. People are being lynched right now. Mm -hmm. Pussies are being pat down in airports and people are not allowed to fly out, okay? People are being lynched right now. Black people are being lynched right now. Mm -hmm. We're dying in the streets. When Ida B. Wells was writing about the lynchings of black folks, she was not asking the lynchers for comments. No. Every tactic that we have used in the past, we should be reevaluating. Reevaluating and also going to revisit, rather than dismiss history, really interrogate what was really happening. Right. So creating these these false narratives and false ass history around the quote unquote black media creating fair and balanced conversations is bullshit. The role of the black media historically has been to give a perspective that favored the people and the communities that look like us. That honestly, while a lot of these publications pushed a lot of respectable narratives they still weren't inviting motherfuckers who were anti-black. Yeah. Just want to remind you, 13% of black men voted for Trump. There will be even more in 2020. Girl. If we continue this role. Especially Van Jones getting on TV. Now, we just, just described to you that address that happened yesterday. But Van Jones decided to take it upon himself to say the <laughs> following phrase. Nine <laughs> became president last night. What? Excuse the fuck out of me. Did you just tell us? Our whole catchphrase is not my president. Did you just say he is your president? Wasn't you niggas goddamn going on every lunch break on, on goddamn straight? to go resist or whatever the fuck y'all was calling it and you mean to tell me van jones anybody can look like they became president when they're at the head of congress so van jones literally says that and for the next 16 hours in the news cycle i have had to sit through the ungodly headlines of how trump did a fantastic job by reading and or staying on script like mediocrity mediocrity is like is that prevalent where a white man is being congratulated by staying by reading his lines (laughs) what all i know is when barack obama did his first one of them things 
He was booed. <laughs> You're a liar. You're a liar, sir. Heckle. But Donald Trump made it all the way through his speech. Quiet. At one point, Democrats are even standing up and be like, God damn. That, that sounds good to me, Bob. Cory Booker just got clap, 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 clap. Like, all right. I get respect. You know what I mean? Like, I understand it. I also understand the importance of speaking out. And it's 10 times more effective than being nice to this person. Especially the fact that this is the same person who just spent 11 million of your goddamn tax dollars to go back and forth to fucking Florida to one of his estates just pumping the tax dollars into his pocket now just to remind you two things one donald trump has never has yet to release his tax returns so we don't know if the american public is bailing his broke ass out (laughs) or or and or it doesn't have to be an either or also increasing his profits and giving him free advertising to these goddamn properties because emergencies keep happening at this motherfucker and he just stay in the dining room don't you see this beautiful dining room <laughs> this is some great china come visit ain't got to do a brochure ain't got to give no advertisement you know why because cnn msnbc the post etc all have to keep saying the name of this god-awful property so that's the first thing not only has he spent 11 billion dollars he has not done his job of appointing 500 plus positions including the assistant secretary to civil rights when this nigga is literally on your television talking about he's about to increase law and order in your communities the doj is about to cut the goddamn civil rights division and sessions jeff the attorney general is literally out here saying you know that shit on chicago that seems like alternate facts to me that sounds anecdotal i'm not reading that shit that's bullshit the police are doing great they're doing fine like what while also talking about a war on drugs like I don't understand how Van Jones. That was your takeaway. That that was was your your takeaway? That he became president? That was your takeaway. Despite everything you know. Despite the fact that this person, Shiles Malaya again, is literally proposing a 10% hike on our defense budget. He wants $54 billion more dollars. And the projected cost of this nigga going to Acapulco every goddamn weekend is about to cost American people upwards of over $100 million this year. Because what I know for sure, if this nigga is going to spend $11 million the first month, who the fuck going to stop him from spending twenty in April? Mm-hmm. Summers get expensive. You Summers be get expensive. I spend a lot of money in the summer. That's Emma- my shit. Ugh. Just traveling. Melania is in the crowd, and she she don't even live in D.C. So I'm looking at that price tag. Like, what jet? She had to get on Air Force One from New York, pay a setter for this nigga, uh, her her child who who got to go to school in the morning. Gucci down to the side. D- just this is what y'all were afraid that the black president was going to do, and now look at you. Van Jones and Roland Martin. Here's here's what I Jasmine's going to. 
<laughs> walk me back on this. I just think we should really have a sit down like collaboration on what the black media needs to do in a time where we cannot tell the difference Van between CNN and Fox News. Van Jones is a self-proclaimed activist. Yeah. He literally during that speech, um, when I first heard of Van Jones, he was doing environmental work. He literally celebrated the fact that there will be a Dakota access pipeline and a Keystone access pipeline. But you still out here toting this lie that he, quote unquote, became president last night. No, you are on the board of the color of change. Color of Change is what kind of organization, Amber? A civil rights organization. And you mean to tell me that somebody who is out here about to violate the civil rights of black and brown and multiple people of color, you mean to tell me this motherfucker became president? So, yes, Amber, I think we do have to have a sit down. And who are you fighting for? That is the question we all got to ask ourselves right now. In 20 years. Who, who are we fighting for? Who do we represent? How does that talking point, the question, or if we do have to have a sit down, how does your tactics at this point impact black people and black communities in 20 years? Tell me that. Think about time. What's the long term game here? Van, do you realize that that talking point ran the news cycle today? If you just would have chose something else. What would have been the headlines today? What happened to today? White Lash Van Jones? What happened to that one? The one that, that was, was real militant the night of election. Literally calmed your voice and told these white people to chill. We are now in the most... How do I explain to my daughter? How do we go from there to... That was a good speech, y'all. You must say. In the matter of four months... I know how, because Van Jones wasn't being himself that night. I know that this presidency is going to harm my niece. She has to go to school eventually. What Betsy Davos is proposing is not going to do anything for my niece or yours. What they're proposing is not going to do anything for immigrant black people. What they are actually proposing also won't do anything for HBCU grads. There's a growing resistance. And that growing growing resistance needs something to listen to, to hold on to. Especially in an age where a lot of the things that we know matter and we hold dear will not be promised. So... Maybe this shit should get burned down, you know. And what I also know for sure is if y'all don't start talking the way folks need to, folks are going to be burnt out. These protests that people are being fired for attending won't have any incentives to keep doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'll say. So... I'm so glad you brought up Betsy Davos because that's a great segue for the next enclave of niggas who've just been inducted to the cool color colorblind collective. <laughs> Not the enclave. <laughs> it is the HBCU presidents. Now, I don't know what presidents. I don't know none of their names. They really haven't released who was <laughs> We don't know if that was the HBCU presidents or the Deacon Board of Potter House, really. <laughs> 
<laughs> they ain't even get tagged in the Twitter picture. <laughs> they have a tag option. Not like I don't even think that picture came from the White House. <laughs> <laughs> the picture we got, literally, the official picture we have is of <laughs> Carrie Ann sitting on that couch all weird. Like one of Gary uh, cousins from the Oscars had his tablet. Oh, <laughs> and was like, let me take a picture of y'all okay. real quick. So the HBCU presidents. I mean, it's just a perfect timing because I feel like, again, we have to keep telling y'all respectability has given us nothing. As much as we love Barack Obama, as much as we love the picture of Trayvon Martin looking all cute and innocent, the person who they tried to attack and kill is actually Trayvon Martin, who wears fronts and who wears a hoodie and who is also still a child. So that is my overall, like HBCUs, it feels like nobody can say anything to y'all. But now we're forced to drag y'all because you are again using being used against us. And Audrey Lord has taught us that people will do a lot of awful things in our name if we don't use our power. Right. And y'all have been sitting on your power along with the black church, along with Divine Nine for quite some time now. Just to say that somebody is going to give y'all some money. Y'all willing to do all this before the executive order, before the executive order, which says nothing about actually giving y'all cash in hand. The executive order, some highlights is about (laughs) (laughs) we gonna email connect y'all niggas to Pepsi. Girl, I got, you know, Wells Fargo's in my phone. Just let me send a group (laughs) email real quick to let them know that y'all need some new fountains at the the spot. You got to create a program that's really slave labor and make your (laughs) students work for us for free. So the White House puts out this statement about this initiative (laughs) for HBCUs and it's trash. It's literally... (laughs) We're going to give y'all a hotline to call for when you need help. So, some highlights, they're talking about strengthening HBCUs through enhanced institutional planning and development, fiscal stability, (laughs) and financial management, because we tired of y'all mismanaging your books. They said, we gonna hook y'all with a free year subscription to QuickBooks. Y'all know what QuickBooks is. (laughs) I got that nigga number two. He can hook y'all up with some free QuickBooks. I heard y'all still standing in line to register for class. Y'all definitely need to stop using this paper trail. And golf pencils. (laughs) Um, I would like to take African American history in course one. So then Ooh, niggas at HBCUs is mad. The next one is upgrading institutional infrastructure, including the use of technology. Some new door handles. To ensure the long-term viability of these institutions. So then after this weak ass statement come out, (sighs) Betsy Davos is out here describing HBCUs as quote, the purple the perfect example of school choice. Instead of talking about the real reason HBCUs exist. You motherfuckers weren't letting us into your school. You won't let us in our school. Y'all literally set us free after emancipation and was like, well, I don't know what the fuck y'all gonna do, but shit, we got all this shit for us. Good luck, niggas. Good luck. So... We have a bunch of organizers. Black people had the audacity to say, actually, we need schools. 
We deserve to learn. So they started organizing themselves and their communities to create schools, not only for school-age children, but college-age folks, too, because they realized, oh, we need to create more teachers and more people that can teach our people things. They're like, listen, we really want to do this Montgomery bus boycott, (laughs) but we need lawyers. Howard, will you take up the charge? That is why HBCUs exist, which is also so frustrating because you see places like FAMU, who literally are building law schools in the white areas of Florida, aka Orlando, so that more white people can actually go to their schools. So we actually also talk about what HBCUs do with additional money sometimes, is to appeal to white folks to still go to their schools. Right. And that brings me to when you are trying to appeal to white people's interests and legitimacy for your institutions... You end up on a chain gang. You end up losing... (laughs) You end up losing the fact that you are actually here to serve the interests of the community in which you were built on. Amen. So my thing is you are out here looking, seeking protection from the feds, from the likes of Agent Orange 9 out here, because the people don't feel the urge to protect you anymore just off the weight on the fact that they don't even have an environment at this HBCU where they feel included. And they where they feel like they can finish. What does it mean right now that the University of Phoenix is putting out more black grads than our HBCUs? <laughs> what does that also mean? So if y'all don't know, the University of Phoenix is a for-profit university. For-profit universities are a financial drain. They are predators. On, they are predators on our folks because they are literally funneling people into jobs that only perpetuate their poverty if they can get a job at all. So people are not only... Accepting people without GEDs, accepting people who they know don't have the money, being very manipulative in their recruitment process. I know for sure because I've literally been through this experience with my sibling. And people are more likely to default on their loans. Mm -hmm. By attending these universities. Instead of HBCUs <laughs> offering those kinds of programs, those kind of certifications, they are literally too busy trying to convince the institution of higher learning, the IHL, why they matter or why they should count. Fuck them. Yeah. It's all very sad. All I'm saying is HBCUs, if what you really love are black people, you went to your school for a black experience and all these other things... Your presidents are literally sold y'all out without even seeing the fine print first. Howard then arrested y'all for trying to disrupt good old Betsy for coming on campus. Dillard. Dillard that already tried to arrest y'all because y'all turned up about David Duke. I'm just saying, and like, I know Spellman was in the house at that meeting. We don't even know if Spellman is admitting trans students right now. We don't know. There was no update on that. There was no update. And I just want to also remind you all that they had a meeting in a climate where black undocumented students were in danger of the policies that Nine has created executive orders around as well. So just like Nine created a executive order to create this funky ass HBCU initiative that is literally an email listserv. He's literally just going to put y'all in a Google group and connect you with some funders. That's what that exact. There is no federal funding 
mentioned in the executive order, y'all. Y'all came there to pick up a check and you got nothing. It's about connecting HBCUs to corporations that most likely also invest in private prisons that will feed mass incarceration in which non already has an interest in, could be financial, but definitely has it in the interest of, quote unquote, maintaining law and order. It's literally the whole Koch brother process. They've been doing more work and giving money to HBCUs. It's like a Republican staple. And HBCUs are falling for it because they honestly do need the resources. They do. (laughs) The fact that they're being pit against one of their favorite people, Barack Obama, is also very weird. But there's also something to be said about his lack of focus on HBCUs during the time of his presidency. Who are you working for? Who do you represent? How would this impact black communities in the next 20 years? So the fact that y'all can get a new building on your campus, how does that benefit black people in the next 20 years in a real ass way? What will happen next? Who are you doing this for? If it ain't for the people, it don't make sense. And that brings us to the next person who is not in the cool colored colorblind collective. (laughs) <laughs> not not a member don't even know about them ain't received no mailings whatsoever no just on message we have a clip from the jackson mississippi mayoral candidate chokwe antar lamumba such a black ass strong ass <laughs> and when you I hear this it. clip we're, we're gonna cut to this clip and we're gonna talk about it briefly So y'all listen, I'm just going to start by saying that (laughs) Jasmine got tired of the Ohio folks (laughs) waxing the mic. So she literally had the next mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, drop a clip on the Black Joy mixtape. I truly see this as one of the most critical elections in our city's history. And I don't believe that failure is an option. Jackson is among the top 10 cities in the nation that has a predominantly black population. So what affects us right here affects how people are seen across the nation. Mississippi has a challenging history. So if we can obtain justice, educate our children, decrease crime, provide a living wage, and improve the overall lives of folks right here in the belly of the beast, in Jackson, Mississippi, we can set the tone for progress in cities across the country. We're ready to do it. I say that when I become mayor, you become mayor. It's because my administration will be one that the people, that is for the people and and by the people and which listens to the people and loves the people. Because if you don't love the people, sooner or later you will betray the people. I'm committed to this. I work to improve the conditions of people for the rest of my life. You heard it here. One of his people is an avid listener. Amazing. Amazing. And you know, Black Joy Mixtape is culture shift. We're not trying to achieve culture shift. We are a culture shift. So, of course, we're about to give y'all black, a super black mayoral candidate. And it's, all, yeah, and it's very important to have people in power who are saying, when I become the mayor, you become the mayor. We become the mayor because it's important that they have a people's agenda. And what a people's agenda means specifically is making sure that we have as communities power and we harness that power and we fuel self-determination in our communities. I say. So. Check it out, y'all. And also 
Run for mayor. Please. <laughs> if really? you are a black woman, make sure you reach out to Jessica Bird of Three Point Strategies. She can definitely help you run for mayor. Right. And learn about people's assemblies. Pe- run on a people's platform. That is one thing that is really important to the Chokeway platform is that people were involved in crafting the initiatives in which he wants to implement and keep people involved that's what democracy actually looks like and that's the kind of democracy we need to step into and that kind of power especially the next four years Ashe, thank you for blessing our mixtape with that oh i hope thank we get more so of much. that we want to hear from black candidates from the school board to dog catcher to mayor, to governor, Andrew Gillum is running in Florida, which is awesome. Just keep it up, black people. I mean, if Donald Trump can do it, we for damn sure can. I'm trying to get a city council position in D.C., goddammit, because I want to keep the rent prices low. <laughs> and we want to keep it black. Amen. And major so- shout out to Arikia, who works for Youth for Antar. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Dude. Next up! Black women, the gods, y'all. As always, when the Republicans are getting us down, the GOP ain't shit. Black women always come in for the win, being bow, bow. just divine as human beings. And I, for one, am always grateful for some good, healthy conflict. And it grows you. Yeah. I mean, if you think Amber, the high priestess of black joy, and Jazz, the king of the south, don't have Woo! no goddamn conflict. You got another motherfucking thing coming. All set! Woo! 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 Rockers <laughs> over. <laughs> I mean, when well, you know your worth, goddamn, sometimes you just, you come into conflict. You do. And what I know from the history of hip-hop, whether it's Hotep history or not, <laughs> niggas started rapping to put the guns down. <laughs> The get down was the whole season was about preparing for a battle, a DJ battle. My God. Niggas almost got shanked for stealing the tape. When you are learning dance moves (laughs) and how to tap into your lyrical genius, you ain't got time to kill a motherfucker. (laughs) But you will cuss that nigga out. But you will cuss him out (laughs) like you got the strap on your waist, okay? And that's what Remy the Ma has taught me. I ain't gonna shoot you. I ain't no killer. But the tongue might fuck you up. Don't test me. Don't test. I'm mean on the text messages, goddamn. (laughs) Look here. (laughs) So Onika decided that she was going to be any and everywhere but the studio this week. Child. And we still ain't got no response. Apparently she she too big for the beef. I asked her for a response by 7 p.m., y'all. She didn't send it. (laughs) I told her to go to the Black Joint Mixtape. She wanted to release with us. We push it out. I'm still, I was, I'm still rooting for you, cause I love black women. But it seems like Remy got it. I'm just gonna let her this album climb the charts like this. I just kind of feel like Nicki might either be taking the meat. Mm, I hate saying his name. So I just want to say, Nicki, I am so sorry that you. Got linked up with this weak ass nigga. <laughs> Meek. Meek has decided to show his ass this week, and you don't deserve that, Mama. You you no. gave him all them Twitter and Instagram followers, and this is the thanks that he has the nerve to show you, girl. You wore them ugly ass slippers for his ass girl. before y'all broke up, and look. You had to smile in his face. Had to keep doing them sorry ass songs with him so he can have a half a bit of chance, which he squandered. 
because he couldn't get his ass off Twitter after you went went to bed one day, damn tweeting at Drake. And you seem to be falling into the trap as well. I must say, <laughs> I must say, because you know. Uh, when when Remy Ma said you can't get online without Safari, I was like, good night, good everyone. So, she just said you can't use the internet. <laughs> so people have really, you know, have talked about, or at least white women have attempted to talk about how, you know, this is divisive. This is slut shame. Have y'all seen y'all's movement? <laughs> have you seen it, white women? You have nothing to say to us. Go talk. Y'all clearly are divided because 54% of y'all voted for Donald Trump. Ooh. So we're, you worry about Go that. Go worry about that beef. That, that beef should be. But they, they not addressing that beef. <laughs> they still going to church and brunch with each other. Talking about some <laughs> Stacy. you know, we have our differences, y'all, but I love you. Y'all are split down the middle. <laughs> like, like she, it ain't even the middle. The majority went with the orange one. That Again, I will repeat. 54% saw Hillary Clinton, didn't see themselves. They were like, nah. Is I it want 53 or 54? I don't give a fuck. It's over 50%. It's, it's, over it's only, 50%. there's a four in front of the other niggas. How about that? How about, <laughs> catch me outside. How about that? Your young people are on Dr. Phil just, just going through just all. Just in peril. Just going through it. The baby. white youth need y'all. The white youth need y'all. Y'all need to go focus. Y'all clearly have a beef. In your community, <laughs> half of you will know what feminism is. The other half of you could give a fuck. All right? As long as your man is in power, you don't really care. <laughs> I mean, you see Melania still clapping. Just come on. Somebody. My spirit has left a long time ago, but I'm going to clap for him. I am set for the rest of my life. <laughs> Me and my baby going to be good. So one thing that I found so interesting about Remy's versus is how she just keeps putting masculinity to task and how co-signing or being an accomplice to that bullshit just violates the code of being a black woman, especially being a black woman MC. How the fuck are you on a song with a nigga who has disrespected you, said you sucked his dick? How dare you fund Mm. and co-sign a child molester? A predator. She said you paid for it. She had the... I mean, Remy had receipts on Your receipts. Your body is responsible. So not only have you managed to harm yourself trying to appease this male gaze, people are also aspiring for their same body dying and to dying. Look like you. They're dying to look like you, Nikki. So while nikki is like at the center of all this commentary i think the real person or the real entity that is put to task is this toxic ass patriarchy and masculinity she even came for the way the record industry is running you your money you know what i'm saying she said listen she's talking wage gap there's a wage gap here she said in another freestyle on marie claire listen Hillary Clinton cracked the glass ceiling, but we can't break through it if you over here accepting these pickles. You talking about pickle juice? It seems to me you got pickle juice in your contract. It's in your contract. You got to sell all them records because you got to pay all these dusty ass niggas. And people know exactly what Remy is talking about because we also have been exposed to the independent light of Chance the Rapper. 
And TT the artist on the Black Joy. And TT the artist. You had TLC running us the numbers about how they end up. This is how you can sell 10 million records and (laughs) still be broke. So everybody prepare to do your math. Rest in peace, Left Eye. Hey man, such a truth teller. Iconic. Maxine Waters really needs Left Eye right now. I feel Mm. like Left Eye will give her a great ass theme song. Who's gonna give Maxine Waters the theme song she deserves? Maxine Waters needs walk on music right now. I'm really trying to think of well. Where's the rap? The oh, uh, where's my president is black. My agitator is, is hey, Maxine. Remy Ma, we have an idea. You should totally write a theme song for Maxine Waters. We can't do it because my we're representative too is black. Yeah. <laughs> she a cool ass woman. Hey. <laughs> this, I don't know how it's gonna go, but it can. It Impeachment can. is a move. <laughs> yes. All damn summer. <laughs> hey. Okay. Maxine Waters needs some walk-on music. It's true. I feel like also, give it up for Remy Ma getting us back into the year of the female MC. The fact that the top of the rap game right now, we have a person who looks like Young M.A., Missy Elliott just dropped some new shit, and now Remy Ma is the beef battle queen? And then... The the, future is black woman. It is. And then not only that, we have all these great indie black women artists just putting out content. Kamaya Ingrid, in my opinion, wrote the best song on Beyonce's album. I mean, there's just so much out there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad Remy's here. I I hope she stays. Just like, tell us where to send our money. I am now a strong fan, and I'm excited for all the new fans that you're picking up while being an advocate against uh, mass incarceration. I'm just patiently waiting for this album with Fat Joe Passes, because I just need a solo Remy project. I can't can't sit through Joe Crack verses. I just can't. (laughs) I tried. I just know. But thank you. Next, Rihanna. Yo. At Harvard being fabulous. That's Harvard, not Howard. Why didn't Howard give her the humanitarian award first? Drake was there. I don't know. Because <laughs> they keep welcoming back Chris Brown for homecoming. Who knows? Yeah, Briss. Briss Brown. Mm. The worst. Well, I just wanted to comment on the fact that Rihanna Rain just won't let up. She told y'all that on Rated R. Just selling all these albums, got all these records on Billboard. And saving the children. And building breast cancer treatment centers in Barbados. Got a foundation. Just doing Since all. Since she was a teenager. You know. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> so, Jasmine, do you have any shout outs or Black Joy affirmations for this week? I just want to affirm that real niggas don't die. We are strong, we are powerful. And we have to tap more into that power. We don't have to continue to sit idle as the people who claim to represent us do the exact opposite of what we need to thrive. So, fuck them. We ball. Ashe. Mine will be, my shout out is to black trans women right Mm -hmm. now. I am holding them in my heart as someone who is still learning how to... um, make space for them um, to better understand how to make space for trans black women. And I was laughing about the fact that one of my coworkers had been working with our organization for 10 years since they were a young person. 
I work with young people. And I think about how 10 years ago, I was nowhere close to where I am now and how grateful I am for you and for Black Joy Mixtape for really stepping outside of our comfort zones and stepping outside of the work that we spend all day doing to offer this piece of magic and joy and something that we're passionate about in hopes of catching people earlier so that we might free up more people. Anywho, where can the people find you, Jazz? Y'all can find me at Jazz On Your Mind, J-A-Z-O-N-Y-A-M-I-N-E, across all social media platforms. That includes Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram. Ashe. And I am Amber J. Phillips on all social media platforms. Y'all know my gig. I'm Jazz On Your Mind on Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start making more Instagram videos for y'all, though. (laughs) You should. We need to see that ass. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm trying to get some endorsements, you know, like a tummy tea or something. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please get a Fashion Nova endorsement? Bitch, please? if I get a fa- I, all I need to do is get me one pair of jeans from that motherfucker and take a good ass photo because that seems to be the standard. You just gotta be beat and snatch and they'll put you on the Instagram. <laughs> you know what? That's my new goal. Y'all, help me get a Fashion Nova picture body snatch impossible ass fat girl standard. Please. There's only a few of us who have you. these flat tummies. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Anyhow. Well, I sure didn't make that number, but I <laughs> my tummy is yummy. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear. I hate everybody. Keep you real warm. <laughs> Y'all come talk to us. Send us your shout outs at the Black Joy Mixtape at gmail.com. Make sure you follow We Are Black at underscore We Are Black, Black, which helps us put on this podcast to y'all every week. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz King of the South. And you just listened to the Black Joy Mixtape. Go with the money. Go with the money.